Hey everybody, welcome to another Code Pen Radio. This is episode 344, and I have a guest today. I am honored to be joined by Aaron Eicher. How are you doing, Aaron? Did I get your name right? Yeah, that was right. Yeah, thanks for having me, and I'm good. I'm good. How about you? Yeah, very good. Thank you. And I, I say great pleasure, and I mean it. You've been a, a, a member of Code Pen uh, for a long time, doing really incredible work there. And, uh, you know, I always I always think of you for a number of reasons. One of them is when somebody asks me for um, advice or something, or it comes up, like, how do I get my work noticed on CodePen? I'm like, you should pretty much just look at what Aaron does, because something about his work really captures people's imaginations, particularly on CodePen. Uh, uh, so you do you do kind of, I don't know, I'd let you talk about your own work together, but I'd tee it up by saying it, to me, it feels like like a lot of micro interactions, a lot of toggles and buttons and loaders and things like that. What draws you to that type yeah. of work? So for me, it's uh, always important to to make the animations usable. To um, So most of the time I, I stick to common uh, button sizes and also for the inputs so that people can just grab the code and use them right away. And um, so I think that that's something uh, people really enjoy that they can just um, yeah, grab the code from CodePen and use them on their website. Uh, maybe uh, yeah, do some modifications for that. So I think that's something people really enjoy. I think so too. That that uh, so that's interesting that you have that in mind as you build them. That um, the idea that somebody could just grab it and use it, and it, oh, maybe it's coded in that way. But it, I think the aesthetics are in that way too and that your buttons aren't i think if a lot of times when you just look at the it, let's say it's a button that they just look kind of normal you know they just look like a pill they got rounded corners you know they're in kind of modern grays and things like that yeah i think also uh, sorry uh, a lot of them look uh, really similar so at least for the default state but uh, yeah, when you hover them or click on them, then something will happen, maybe. Yeah, well, not maybe for sure. So if it's if it's an Aaron button, something weird is going to happen, and it might be, it might be, you know, like we were talking about two seconds before the show, confetti shooting out of them, or or some kind of you know star animation that happens, and it's usually not just you know, as I think a micro interaction, it can go a long way just to have a let's say there's a star on the button, have it just twist once or something you'd be like "Ooh, nice you know how classy yours never do something that easy i feel like all years i have some kind of next level thing where the star will you know hop up and do two twists in 3d and then you know follow an animation path to a new location there's always a little extra something in there that you would never guess from looking at the button yeah. is that surprise yeah. part of most your, of the stuff is also like? to, to just challenge myself so create something new, um, something I've never seen before. And um, a lot of that is also inspired by some um, shots on Dribble, also also some um, yeah existing projects on CodePen, but uh, still trying to do something new and um, something that isn't out there. Yeah, yeah, you nailed that, I think. Something new is a lot. Yeah, I, I talked to uh, George Francis the other day, and he there's some similarities there and that he's got, like you, uh, you're on Dribble and you're on Instagram and you're, you know, you're on Twitter with all kind of generally using the same name or, or, or close to it and stuff. And then it, but it's all like you and your work. It's all really consistent across that. So just kind of covering the, the ground of, 
I don't know, like where you should be as a, as a front end developer and designer, I guess. Do you, is that pretty intentional? Yeah, just cross posting between the platforms, but it's also really interesting how um, people are different uh, across the platforms. Like uh, I receive a lot of uh, valuable feedback on CodePen um, code wise, and uh, also some design feedback on Dribble. And then they are all mm -hmm. more like the yeah, casual people on Instagram, like, uh, yeah, people you meet outside which aren't in this um, developer designer bubble, maybe. Right, 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 right. People that, yeah, you might just <laughs> meet on the street or whatever, but then you don't, you know, at least on, on your Instagram, it's not, it's, it's pretty much just your work. It's not like me where it's like a burrito and a tree and a website. <laughs> yeah, it's hard. It's really hard to find a personal image there. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, that's great though. So, uh, once in a while you play with 3d, are you into this, into that kind of thing? Or is it, I don't know, like, where does that land in your interest? Yeah, I think more a recent thing. So, um, yeah, at least for the last year, I think a lot more people are excited about 3d, um, especially blender in combination with 3ds. Um, so also that's something I, I was, I wanted always to learn, uh, yeah, diving into the 3d stuff. So, um, yeah, still in progress, but uh, enjoyed the first projects with that. I don't know much about Blender. What is Blender? Like Cinema 4D, but free. So there's a huge community about around that. And uh, you can basically export stuff from Blender and import that in 3JS and just move it around. So that's super awesome. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Cool. And free. Nice. <laughs> <laughs> This episode of CodePen Radio is brought to you in part by Netlify. High five Netlify for the support. You know, I've talked about a number of times how Netlify is this website host, you know, for your Jamstack website. It's the static hosting at its root, but then they do all kinds of stuff for you. In fact, you can run the whole Netlify platform locally, meaning it'll run your build process. It'll run your build plugins. It'll run your cloud functions and emulate them locally so you can test them. Uh, really tremendous. This is actually kind of amazing what the what the Netlify CLI can do. Uh, really powerful stuff. Netlify dev, they call it. Pretty cool. But Netlify God, is such a big place these days. Just go to netlify.com slash community and check out that there's that there's this whole like ecosystem of build plugins, which is fascinating to, to check out. They have a store, if you're so into Netlify, to check out Swag. They have elaborate docs. They have this thing called Jamstack Explorers, which is a video learning platform to teach you all about Jamstack and the benefits of building in that way. And of course, there are uh, uh, support forums of a big community talking about all kinds of things related to Netlify. That's one of the places you can go to get help. They have the YouTube channel with all the stuff from their conferences. Just a massive organization over there. There's a lot to know about this whole world of building on Jamstack. And not only is Netlify the place to host your Jamstack websites, it's the place to go and learn and level up and just become a part of the whole Jamstack world. So thanks for that, Netlify. All right. So, so what about the the, uh, the inspiration bit a little bit? I know you mentioned now uh, you might see something on Dribble or an existing code pen project or something, but it seems like there's got to be a little bit. There's got to be a little bit something more there, just because of how prolific you are. Like I've started, um, yeah, just picking concepts from Dribble and try to implement them in real code. So, uh, as I mentioned before, just to challenge myself and uh, create something that isn't out there yet. 
So, um, and that's also awesome to learn, for example, timing and uh, so some more natural easings because the concepts are already animated and you just need to rebuild them and maybe modify them. Right. Where do they, where do you, where do they come from on Dribble? Because I know what you mean. You might go on Dribble and you see some beautiful, the thing is already animated, so they made a GIF of it somehow, and, but they, then they don't post any code. So like what? <laughs> yeah, because they basically built with After Effects or um, yeah, any other animation tool. So um, yeah, so from designers. That was never designed for web. It exactly, was just yeah. like, I don't know, they're like more like pure designers that like, they're like somebody else, somebody else will implement yeah. this. And most of the concepts are just too good to not implement them in real code to use them. So else they will just, uh, yeah. Forget somehow. So now you've built, you know, hundreds, if not thousands of these things. Is that, is it what you do professionally or is it, you know, or is it, do you, ha do you have to like do kind of like boring react work like the rest of yeah, us? Yeah, <laughs> it's a combination of both. Um, so um, in my job, I'm still a front-end developer and um, a little bit a combination of designer and developer, but uh, always try to implement some micro interactions as um, at work as well. So, uh, but mostly mm -hmm. it's in my free time, just, uh, yeah, building new stuff outside of the job. Right, right. So, f but is it, is there some degree of freelance involved too? Yeah, or no? from time to time, I'm also creating some animated icons, loaders, and um, also UI stuff as uh, freelance gigs. But uh, yeah, depends on the time. Yeah, does it, is it you saying yes, sir? I mean, I'm curious, like what, what an incoming ask for, freelance is for you because it's, it's your work is so consistent in these kind of you know be beautiful micro interactions you get an e email that's like we want a button like that make us one yeah also <laughs> there there were some emails like people um, searching on dribble for some cool buttons and said yeah i always found you so um here's my my freelance gig uh, i want this button or this button uh, with slightly modifications so um that's maybe the most of the time like yeah. people picking some stuff from me and uh, asking like who, if I can do something similar for them. Yeah. Oh, that's the dream, I guess, you know, right. At least, you know, have something that you're kind of known for. So when they ask for something, they're not like, Hey, can you build me a, I don't know, the Postgres database for a yeah, recipe totally, app? Yeah. <laughs> you're like, no, you're like, no, no, I want to design a cool switch. Yeah. In fact, I saw a cool switch. Uh, let's see. Let's see. You never know. You've been around on Copen so long. Uh, it was about this time last year, actually. There's one called Check Switch that you did, a beautiful kind of 3D-looking switch toggle. And then you switch it enough times, and there's a thing that says, can't get enough, follow our journey on Twitter. And it's for some, you know, it's called Join Check on Twitter or something. Was that an example of a little miniature freelance project? No, that's uh, basically a side project. So um, except these um, yeah pens, I'm also doing some side projects. Um also just to integrate these micro interactions in the real life app. So, um, yeah, right. Yeah. Basically a to-do list, um, which I'm creating with some colleagues. Wonderful. I think now that I've mentioned, it, I feel like I maybe have seen this still in early access check.so. So check it out people or don't, or I'll cut this from the show. If Aaron prefers that <laughs> yeah, I do that. Prefer to leave it in. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Let's leave it in. Um, yeah, that should be fun. Uh, they, so that's cool. So you have kind of a real life place to, to you know, I, I can think of a to do app as being a just ripe ground yeah. for loads of micro interactions, adding a new one, checking one off, all the, all those things. Also, there are a lot of to do apps outside uh, of the world, but uh, yeah, it's still um, maybe the most common app to yeah, create something on your own and uh, try to do something different. 
and um, yeah, right. try it with some animations. I think yeah, I'm, if it's beautiful, you'll get some users, you know, but it, it is funny how hard it is to kind of tear people away from the, the one they use already. I feel like most people have some kind of, you know, task manager, something that they use. And then in, in, in some, you know, I, I like almost recoil when, when another app asks me to do it. I tried out some other app this morning that was, that was, it wasn't all about to do's, but in order to make it really work, you had to kind of put your to do's in it. And I'm like, no, I have my own place for to do yeah i think for something like this you will just need to create it uh, for your own and then maybe also people will like that because you're you're integrating features which you are missing on other apps so tech wise is there anything you're particularly into i mean i know you do if you um like what do you what do you tend to reach for you know there's a plenty of, i see have you've seen green sock at least once in a while but is do you you always reach for it or reach for different tools at different times yeah so currently i'm maybe most of my animations are done with green sock because i really enjoying mm -hmm. it and um i'm basically doing always the same just uh defining some uh, custom css properties and i animating them with green sock so mm -hmm. i think it you can do the same with uh, keyframes and css directly but Greensock gives way more control over that. So um, yeah, that's my go-to uh, library for that. And for 3, 3D, it's yeah, obviously 3JS. So also they, they are working great together. So you can animate stuff in 3JS with Greensock. So um, that's really great. Nice. I didn't, I guess I didn't really realize that that's the, um, so you set up a lot of the animations in CSS custom properties, like, colors and positions i yeah. guess and then and then in, to animate the custom properties you use green sock exactly yeah interesting and that's a that's that's fast it's like I'm imagining a library having to tell css to animate something but it, it ends up I, I just feel like with everything green sock it ends up just always incredibly performant and also you you got a great great control over the timeline and uh, while developing, I um, always enjoy zooming in and also slowing the whole timeline a little bit down just to make the pixel perfect. Right. So that's super easy with GreenSock. Yeah, which would be a pain in the butt, to say the least, probably, with, with CSS. Interesting, interesting. And I guess what I would imagine there's no limits to wh what you can change. I, I know I've lately been playing with custom properties and wanting to let's say you had a gradient that had an angle on it, you know, like you know, linear gradient, 45 degrees or something. And you wanted to animate the 45 degrees as part of that animation. It's really only recently that you were able to do that at all. And even then now you, you, what you have to use is that CSS at property thing to declare it as a, as an angle before you animate it. And then even that only works in like Chrome and friends these days and stuff. But I, I would suspect, Greensock has no such limitation. Yeah. yeah. You can do everything with custom properties nowadays. It's really nice. That's great. That's great. So that's just your go-to. How interesting. <laughs> do you, like, how about the the, the process? So you, 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 you see the dribble, you got, you know, two hours in front of you or whatever in the day, you're about to build one of these things. Do you build it locally and then paste it into CodePen later? Or do you work directly in CodePen usually or sometimes or all the time? Yeah, for, for most of the concepts, I'm uh, just sketching it in Figma. So I've got the, for uh -huh. example, as we got the um, button, then we got the default state. 
Then I'm also wireframing maybe a loading state and the success state. And then I'm just, um, yeah, most of the time I'm uh, developing it locally and then um, just uploading it to CodePen. Later, yeah. It's fine. Everybody's process is a little bit different. Yeah, that's cool. I'm curious then, uh, in CodePen land, you use it enough just in case you, if you have any uh, advice for us or, or any ideas of things that you'd like to see or make easier. I'd be all ears on that, although we don't have to do it right on the show. Feel free to email me or anything if there's anything you yeah, think of i think codepen got awesome features to also development online just a personal preference mm-hmm. to do it locally and um also but if, if i want to change stuff i'm always doing that at uh, the codepen editor directly and um got some prepared templates for uh yeah, maybe having uh, a twitter link at the top button for every pen something like that so um great usage of templates oh i see what you mean yeah a lot of your pens have that kind of like Follow me on Twitter icon below though. I love that, that people do that. That's kind of nice. How do you pull it off? A template? Just a pen and, um, yeah. I see. And then it's stuck right into the HTML and stuff. I've seen people have like a, a JavaScript file that they link up on all their pens that injects that stuff so that there's kind of like one place to change it or whatever. But to each their own, really. Uh, any other tech that you're that you're watching or are particularly interested that's going to help your work out there? Mm, so I think mostly not. I'm um, all the pens are yeah created from scratch uh, every time. Maybe we're using some um, yeah old code from other pens, so I don't have everything yeah, doubled. But um, yeah, most of the time it's created from scratch and yeah. Yeah, I mean, like web platform stuff or like interesting, I don't know, frameworks and things. Is there? Yeah, like, there are so so many think, out there. It's crazy. Um, I, yeah, most of the time I, I know, stick, especially in animation. Yeah, exactly. Most of the time, I, I try to uh, yeah, stick with GreenSock because I love it. But um, they're also yeah, like um, AnimeJS is great for for some stuff and. Um, yeah, there are a lot of out there. Yeah, that's cool. I was curious because you mentioned that, you know, you like the idea that some of the things that you build are easy for someone else to use, you know, like, hey, it's just a button. Here's the code. Go ahead. Uh, which is also very generous of you. Cool. <laughs> I think that's nice. Uh, but, what you know, the, the, it's still just like some C- HTML, some CSS and some JavaScript. They're not exactly... Um, I don't know, bundled up or isolated or anything. I'm curious if you think about, you know, like what if I made them into a web component and put them on NPM or something? Then when people use it, they could just go import trash button from trash button and drop it in an HTML as an angle bracket trash bucket or something. Is that that appealing? Are you like, eh, (laughs) if somebody else wants to do that, go ahead, but I'm not. So I'm open for anyone to, to want to create react components or something like that out of that. But, uh, yeah, just, um, I'm fine. I'm fine with that, of course, but for me, it's enough to have them with, um, yeah, vanilla JavaScript, maybe with GreenSock. And some basic uh, CSS and HTML, and that's it. Yeah, that's just like why bother taking it further than that. In that same vein, but different, is that like what what other like you're on CodePen and Dribble and Instagram and stuff, but those type of things tends to kind of change over time. Have you ever thought, oh, my process is so refined? Maybe I'll share it with people. Maybe I'll become a YouTuber, or maybe you know TikTok is so cool right now. Maybe uh, maybe I should be on TikTok. Does that stuff ever occur to you? So from time to time, also people asking uh, if I got a YouTube channel or stuff like that. But 
currently just based on time issues. So I would love to create some um, videos explaining me how to do a button. So um, at, at least why that's also because people are asking about that. But um, yeah, that's yeah, time issues. That's it. Yeah. When you give away so much too, it'd be like yet another thing to to give away. You know? Yeah, I wonder. I wonder if this maybe know. something for the future. If I how can we make Aaron more money? You know? <laughs> <laughs> make a tutorial or something. Yeah, I'm not sure. I think if there was an easy way to do it, people would crack it. But yeah, I'm so curious. I'd, I haven't seen. You know, there's like there's like developer jokes on TikTok and stuff, but I haven't seen Are anybody you on TikTok? do any. No, I'm not. I'm just curious. Like, I want to know what's next. I don't. I want. I don't want to miss something that's important to to people. You know. Yeah, I think TikTok is huge. So, but not sure. Yeah, but is it like I, I'm not that into like I like a good joke and all that. That sounds fun to me. But I think personally, my bread and butter is more like I want to help you know the stuff I think you need to know, and I want to, you know, I don't know, just be educational in some way. Yeah. Also, I think for the last couple of months. There are more and more uh, Twitch streamers, for example, explaining uh, rap stuff. Um, really enjoying it. For example, the stream from Alex Trost is pretty good. Yeah. So. Oh, like a t- like Twitch stuff. Yeah, yeah, that's great. I like that different. It's like a little bit of a different vibe because Twitch or uh, streaming kind of implies a, like a level of in- informality. Yeah. Whereas somehow YouTube is like more polished or something. Like I expect like this is going to be a you know a tutorial it's probably gonna have intro music and stuff where streaming's like oh i'm firing up my editor just come hang out you know youtube is also more compact maybe just for for explaining stuff yeah i don't know i don't know just interested in the you know seeing what's seeing what's next what are the important places to be are what's up with the or uh, uh, not what's up with i'm just curious why no personal website it feels like if you you had to build a to-do app to do micro interactions you gotta build you gotta get aaroniker.com man also time issues (laughs) yeah there is some work in progress stuff but uh yeah also i think it's so hard to do a personal website because you are not yeah it's it's hard to do finish something personal because you're not confident with what you're creating and then you wait maybe a month and you don't like it anymore then you create something new so personal websites uh, are yeah. always horrible <laughs> it does seem like a lot of pressure right is it like what if if you don't like it anymore and you don't feel like it's reflective of your best work i can see you wanting to just be like oh no tear it down yeah then you're creating something new and um yeah this will never finish even more time sink yeah yeah maybe you got it right then because it looks like you do have one it's just kind of like a i don't know go follow me on these other places kind of thing just like a link tree yeah yeah i could see that lasting you'll get a good year out of that you know <laughs> so these little you like work locally on the code you said and 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 clearly having a github i'm seeing from your mm-hmm. personal website do, do, do each little button end up as a little repo on github too or do you not really take it that no, far they are just on code pen right now because um yeah i think that's enough yeah. and uh probably don't need a pull request on <laughs> on one button yeah then you're create then people are creating issues there and uh then you won't get them so um yeah all right that's cool so so you said there is some differences between platforms on 
you know, kind of the feedback that you get. So you said maybe there's some code feedback on Codeband, design feedback on Dribble, which is, I guess, exactly what you'd expect, right? Dribble being more of a platform for designers and Codepen perhaps being more code oriented. Uh, um, but is there like, is that feedback? I don't know. Does it, is it, is it, is it helpful? Is it what you want? Do you wish there was more of it? It really depends. Um, so um, on, on Dribble, there's also just yeah random feedback, like nice colors. So yeah, wow. <laughs> so not really helpful, but uh, yeah, I'm, I'm helpful for everything. Yeah, it seems like an please. awful lot of that. Yeah. Even if it's just yeah. that. But it's also super cool to uh, have some valuable feedback on CodePen. Like uh, you can do it also like this or like this, so you can improve while that. So right, that's really enjoyable. I've always wanted to encourage that. I mean, that's kind of my job in a way is to you know get the get the most out of community and make those things happen because I think everybody feels that way. Like when you get good feedback, it's great. I mean, you have to think about it the opposite direction too. How do we prevent you know gross crap and spam and trolling and whatever else but we don't really miraculously in 10 years of running goban don't have too much of that and have tooling in place to stop it so i'm not too worried about that i'm more worried about how do we get better at that you know encouraging uh comments and stuff uh, you know dribble also for 10 years is notoriously just like yeah like you said wow great colors yeah cool stuff man you know which is flattering in a way but i feel like they've never cracked it either and yeah. that's like the default comments 99 percent of comments on, on dribble and, and but i think it's also hard to prevent that so um, code pen as well just the 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 single word comment is probably yeah that's the most common one just what but, it is um, yeah feedback yeah. is feedback so but not on twitter you know twitter you know like people people chat you know nobody responds to a tweet and just says cool yeah that's true so it, it's it's interesting it's how to how, wonder how we can encourage better chat or something. Not exactly overflowing with ideas, but maybe we'll get there. Maybe we'll get there. All right. So any advice for people as we wrap up? You know, you mentioned you like to, you particularly like to challenge yourself, which is probably a, uh, you know, uh, good advice generally, but is, you know, that's how you, that's how you get good and stay good, right? You're always challenging yourself yeah. and doing bigger and better things. What else would you say for anybody who wants to be the next Aaron Eicher, super button mm, creator. Yeah, I think just uh, <laughs> um, for people who are just getting started, um, yeah, just start. I think uh, you will see a lot of great, great results pretty early. And um, yeah, always rethink existing elements like um, UI elements or any other stuff. So there's always room for improvement and something new. So um, yeah, just getting started and coding right away. Yeah, yeah, that's great. Um, I'll end with reminding people that, that, that kind of, for, for whatever reason on CodePen, that kind of practical UI stuff that you'll see in Aaron's work and a lot of other popular work has that air of like, you know, I could use this. It's just a button. I could use this on any website. It's just a nice little loader. I could use that on my website. If you can inspire that you know, I could use this vibe, you're going to do well on CodePen if that's your goal. I mean, whatever, you know, it's, it's nice to get some likes, you know, so I wouldn't blame anybody for wanting what I want likes too. gosh, darn it. And Aaron has hit that so well with his work. You've got to go look at it. In fact, last year, you know, and this will in a month from now or a little bit more, we'll be publishing the most hearted of 2021. It's a thing we do always in the year. I think by my count in 2020, Aaron had 10 
of the top 100 spots on the on the CodePen list. So there's just something about Aaron's work that uh, you might want to check out if your goal is to is to get a bunch of likes. <laughs> really crack the code, whatever that code is. It's not only about the likes, right? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, no, no. There's more to life. But I think some people want to, it, you know, it's symbolic of other things, you know, of, of some of some success in the field, I'd say, you know, that that if you that if you're producing the kind of work that other people like that, your you know, your chances of getting the job you want are higher or the chance of landing the clients you want are higher or chance of, you know, being in a tight knit community with people you respect is higher. You know, there's just kind of like side effects of producing work people I think it's like, like getting more visibility just um of creating usable things good 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 all right final words mr Aaron. Mm, yeah thanks for having me really enjoyed it and looking forward for the next episodes thanks very much Aaron. take care thanks bye Zero, three, one, eight.